podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. this morning is do not worry do not worry Matthew chapter 6 verse 25 through 34 I wonder whether you've noticed that everything at the moment is a disaster have you noticed the media everything is a disaster doesn't matter what channel you turn on it just seems to me it doesn't matter to be fair what what uh, what you put on on your phone it's just everything is a disaster and i don't know why we've suddenly gone into this whole rabbit warren of disaster but it appears like it's a tunnel where everybody seems to have climbed in and it just appears to be completely and utterly chaos the media the world around us keeps letting us know that everything is terrible terrible now i've never worried about co2 before i've never done it never once have i thought do you know what we have a shortage i can tell it's never been on my radar of things to worry about yet i've had a period this year where i was told i should panic So I bought lots of lemonade. (laughs) I've no idea why, I just felt like I should. And then we had this moment where, well, I've never worried again. I've never worried, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've never worried about how many drivers there are for lorries. Anybody else ever worried about that? I've noticed there are quite a lot of lorries on the road. So there's quite a few drivers. And I also know the military have a lot of people that are uh, licensed to drive said vehicles. Yet I found myself this year panicking about lorry drivers. Now, I mean, there may have been a whole thing where they needed to get rid of E5 fuel so that we'd all got E10. I'm just putting that out there. Whether you've seen the pumps now, it's all E10. Did you notice that? Little swift change. Happened about two and a half, three weeks ago, four weeks ago maybe. And it all happened in the space of a two week period. It's like changeover, done. You see, we're being told to panic all the time. And I don't know why we've suddenly gone down this route, but we're creating, I've noticed, an anxiety generation. If we're not careful, we're creating our kids to be anxious about everything. I mean, don't get out of bed unless you've thought about the things that you have no control over. That just seems to be the message. And I don't actually think, as we'll see this morning, it lines up with what my Bible says. We can be fearful to even leave the house. And it's a new reality now because we've had something that, again, I didn't know about, but now I do, COP26. I thought a cop was an American policeman. (laughs) Apparently not. But COP26 has now developed a, a, a different anxiety. But the truth is that we're being told it's called environmental anxiety. Now, I'm not making light of these issues. 
But what I am doing is going to help us as we look into the word, God willing, is give us some perspective. Matthew Henry says this about this little passage that we're going to read. There is scarcely any sin against which Jesus warns his disciples more than distracting and distrustful cares about the things of this life. Let me read that again. There is scarcely any sin against which Jesus warns his disciples more than distracting and distrustful cares about the things of this life. Worrying about everything. And when we worry about everything, we quite quickly stop from doing anything. Because we're so worried about the everything that we don't do anything about the things that we're able to deal with. Church, there's a, a duty of care for all things, from our beautiful planet to our workers that do the essentials to the things that we may not have an abundance of at certain times. There's a duty of care, but we have to be careful we don't carry them too far in here and here. We have to be really careful that we don't carry them too far. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 34. He knew about the COP26. Make no mistake about it. Listen to what he says. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Listen to this and if you're an underliner or a highlighter, this is your line. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Let me read that again. Put some value on you. Put your name in there. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the field, they grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his splendour, wasn't dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? Listen to this, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. <clears throat> Verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow... For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. They're wise words, aren't they? Jesus knew what he was talking about. He knows our heart. He knows how our mind works. And he knows that it doesn't take much for us to get consumed by the things around about us. Making sure I've got the right clothes. Making sure there's food on the table. These are important things, yes. 
But there are things that are far more important to seek first. God says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek that first and everything else will be added. And so often we go around stressing about things that we cannot control. We can do our part, make no mistake about it. We can care for what's in our hand. But there are things that it's outside of our control. But I know one who is in control. And that makes a difference to the heart. Because I'm not stressing about things that I can't control because I know that God's got it in hand. And if I worry about what's in my hand and that that that's what I've got, so I'm going to do what I can for that. How much more is God worrying about what's in his hand and dealing with what's in his hand? The word tells us that he's got the whole world right there, that we shouldn't worry about it. Why? Well, because God's got it. I don't need to stress about it. I don't need to have environmental anxiety. And these things are very real. Please don't think I make light of it. But the reality is that I worship a God who's in control. I worship a God who put the stars into space. And there are things that I can't control, but I have to trust. I have to trust that he has got it. We're to rely on God to supply our needs as the birds of the air do. It's a fact of life that worrying does not add any days to our life. And I'm a really good worrier. My wife will happily let you know. (laughs) She, She has to put up with me worrying and I do worry. And I have to go back to this so very often because I can worry about the stuff that her line to me is, sweetheart, you have no control over that. And isn't that the reality for us? Let's not worry about things that we can't control, but let's focus on what's in hand. We lose sight if we worry about how valuable we are in God's eyes. The word tells us that we're his workmanship. We are loved by him. We looked this morning in our breaking of bread that he wants a relationship with us. So much so that he gave his best for us. He desires a relationship with you and me. He says, do you not realise how much more valuable you are than those birds of the air that don't toil or labour or spin, but God looks after them? He's like, do you not realise how much more I love you than that? We're so focused at times on a world that is so full of distractions. And church, as we look at it from a point of view where we're in a church building and we go, well, we're together. So now we can gain a little bit of perspective. The world is running after things that they can't control. When in actual fact, life is there to take hold of. Life is there to take hold of. God has done what needed to be done in order for us to have life. But you see, the enemy allows us to run after the wrong thing. God has given us the opportunity at life that can be gained in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. But we run around looking in all the wrong places, worrying about all the wrong things, worrying about everything, anything, CO2, lorry drivers, taxi drivers, buses. We can worry about it all. And God says, who by worrying can add a single hour to their life? 
You know, if we're not careful, church, we can falter in this same regard. We can get distracted. And distraction, as the word's clearly showing us, that distraction leads to distrust. God might not have it. It's all a bit bad. What if God hasn't got it? You've not said that in your mind, but your mind said it in the back. What if God hasn't got it? What if we are in a mess? And that's distrust. Because God says, I've got it. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There's nothing going to take God by surprise. In 10 years, 20 years, 30 years time, if the Lord hasn't returned, there is nothing that's going to take him by surprise in those 20 years. Not one thing. He's not going to sit there and go, I didn't know that was going to happen. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And the trust comes in where it says, God, I don't know, because I'm just a mere mortal human being that has a limited capacity to take on a certain amount before I just explode. So I've got to trust that you're in control. I've got to trust that you've got it. You've got tomorrow, whatever it looks like, and you've got Tuesday, if the Lord doesn't return, you've got it all in hand. And we, if we're not careful, focus on the oh no and we're doomed and forget that Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't stand against it. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell won't stand against it. Who's in control? God is. Who's the Alpha and the Omega? God is. Who's got tomorrow? God has. Who by worrying can add a single hour to their life? Worrying, I've found, stops us worshipping. Worrying stops us worshipping. And that church is a slippery slope, isn't it? It's a slippery slope. Because I can't worship because I'm worrying. And the more worry I get, the less I can worship. The more worry I've got, well I forget about worship. Because I've got too much to worry about. And before I know it, the burden's so great on my shoulders that I'm just about to pop. And it's a slippery slope. And church, it doesn't take long. Verse 33 and 34 give us perspective, give us reality, give us where the Christian's heart and mind should be. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things that we've talked about, they'll be added to you, they'll be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Listen, this is the reality. This is Jesus talking to you and me. He says, each day has enough trouble of its own. Don't worry about Monday, it's Sunday. Each day has enough worry of its own. And this is God saying to you and me, you've got a capacity, I love you. Don't go outside of it because you'll not cope. And we lose perspective and we lose focus and when we do that we lose drive, we lose passion. We can't pick the word of God up because well, I've got Sky News on. We laugh but isn't it true? We've got to be so careful, church. It's about guarding our heart. And he says to us, do not worry. Seek him first. Put him first. And we bring our questions, our fears, our worries, our anxiety. We bring it all to him. Listen what 1 Peter 5 and verse 7 says. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
God, I care about all that's going off, but I don't think I can do a great deal about it. But I know that you can. So I'm going to place it with you. And I know, because your word tells me, that you care for me. So therefore, my faith says you're in control. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Put you there. Don't just read the verse. Don't just listen to me say it and say, well, it's just you talking to that person in front or behind. No, it's you. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We have to trust, church, that God is in control. And the reality is that we can only do what is in our hand. And we have to allow God to deal with the rest. We have to trust God that he's dealing with the rest. Amen? This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.